you have just made the best decision of your day by choosing to listen to the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered Podcast with me, Leslie Rubinoff, the OG Holistic Bitch. You're guaranteed to laugh, have a what the fuck moment, and truly be inspired to change small things in your life that will have you reaping the rewards of living a truly holistic life, mind, body, and soul. Guys, welcome back to Holistic Bitches Unfiltered. I'm your host, Leslie Rubinoff, the OG Holistic Biatch. And today, what a cool topic and something that I've been super curious about, like diving more into. And I figured bringing our friend Jeremy Abramson in, who is what I refer to as the mush guy. He is all things mushrooms. And it's such an important topic. I think, you know, mushrooms are the plant medicine of the future, but also where all of our medicine originally came from. And I'm so excited to have him. Jeremy is known as he is such a high energy human being. And he is a energy coach who empowers entrepreneurs, executives and athletes to perform at their highest level. He's recognized around the world for his expertise in human physiology, integrative nutrition and psychedelics. Jeremy has also built a huge online presence with over 1 million followers on TikTok alone. His mission is to elevate health and happiness of humanity with holistic foods and modalities. In his microdosing mastermind, he has helped countless clients get off pharmaceutical drugs such as Adderall and antidepressants. When he's not working, you can find Jeremy traveling the world, playing basketball and tennis, um, or immersing himself in the Web3 world of crypto and NFTs. Jeremy, welcome to the Holistic Bitches podcast. Yeah, let's go. this conversation Leslie thanks for the introduction yeah you're so welcome and like I'm really excited to dive into this because it's a topic I think so many people are curious about um and I think it's a topic that there are so many stigmas just like the cannabis industry there's so many stigma stigmas around mushrooms so I'm excited to have this conversation with you um I definitely think that you're an expert in this field and I know you're doing such amazing work with so many people. So I think the best way to get into this is give us like a three minute of like, what's your story? What's your deal? Yeah. So three minutes, 180 seconds. So I'm going to, I'm going to go quick and hopefully hit all the most important points. So born and raised in the Bay area in a city, 20 minutes South of San Francisco called San Mateo. And, you know, I was always really passionate about, about sports, about being active and senior year, I picked up my first weight. I was always a really scrawny kid and I decided with my brother, why not use this body and actually see what's possible. And After that, I went to University of Oregon where I studied business and sports marketing and really wanted to pursue a career in sports in some capacity. I wasn't really sure where or how exactly, but just knew that if I made that commitment to myself, I would make shit happen. Um, You know, I always had an interest in the brain, Leslie, because my dad was actually a neurologist for over 40 years. And in that experience, I saw my dad help so many people save so many lives. But I also witnessed firsthand how Western medicine doesn't necessarily have the best approach 
when it comes to holistic health, right? They don't have holistic bitches like yourself. <laughs> and I say that in the kindest way possible. They don't have people like you who are really, you know, attacking people's uh, root cause of their illness. And, you know, fast forward after college a couple of years, you know, I moved out to Miami and I actually did marketing for a training company where we trained a lot of pro athletes. And I really became fascinated again with the human body and the mind. And I started, you know, really studying and dedicating my life to this stuff. I was probably 24 at the time. And I got my first certification in training and fitness. And then as I was working with some of these high level athletes, I found myself becoming obsessed with how I could help them in different ways, whether that was, you know, joint mobility, soft tissue work, nutrition, sleep, all of these different modalities that are so paramount in, in our overall well-being. Um, and that journey took me to a place in 2018, it was July, where I actually went to Peru for my first plant medicine experience. It was ayahuasca. And that really just opened my eyes in so many ways. And number one, I realized really how powerful my voice is and my ability to help people on their healing journey. And number two, it really forced me to be more curious about these different plants and how they can be used to really help us accelerate our healing, our health, our self-awareness. And you know, fast forward four years later, it's one of the main things that I feel like people know me for is microdosing. Uh, you know, the compound that I use is psilocybin, which is what is found in magic mushrooms. And like you said, on the onset, you know, it's really been a beautiful journey for myself to experience the benefits of this medicine. And I didn't mention this before, Leslie, but one of the reasons I really wanted to pursue this path was because my older brother, who is five years older than me, you know, when he was 18 or 19, he just went down a path of drugs, alcohol, abuse. And I basically lost him in my life for the next 15 years. And it was that ayahuasca experience that really showed me how much that loss had affected me, even though I kind of numbed myself and was living my life perfectly fine, or so I thought. And I really wanted to help my brother heal because he had been on all the different medications for ADHD, for anxiety, you know, for depression, all the SSRIs, all the ADHD meds, all the benzos, you know, to help numb him from his feelings and emotions. And it didn't do anything to improve his situation. It didn't do anything to improve his well-being. It didn't do anything to improve our relationship. So, you know, that's really why I decided to pursue this path a little over three years ago. And, you know, I was able to help him a lot, thank God. And, you know, now I've really dedicated my, my work, my, my days, my life to using this along with the other tools I mentioned before, to really help people escape the prison of their own mind and realize how special and unique they are and how that, I always say, Leslie, like this is a powerful tool. Like you said, it's not a magic pill, but I really do believe the most valuable thing that this medicine allows people to realize is that they are actually the medicine. 
they are actually their most powerful healer and health coach. And it's been beautiful to be on that journey with so many people and watch them have these significant breakthroughs, wean off these harmful medications and take control back of their life. Yeah, 100%. It's interesting because you said your dad's a neurologist. Yeah, yeah. He he actually retired right before the pandemic, but for over 40 years, um, he was, yes. Interesting. So how do you feel, um, you know, how do you, how, how does he feel about your work? Has he been open, open to understanding it a bit or closed-minded or supportive or not supportive from a medical perspective? For sure. Yeah. So, you know, my dad is, first off, my dad's my best friend. He's my biggest role model. He's my biggest inspiration. Um, and I remember kind of just being very hush hush. Like when I went to Peru, you know, and they asked where I was going, I said I was going on a retreat. I didn't really mention the details of ayahuasca and stuff like that. But then, you know, uh, I just, I didn't want to hide anything from my parents. I wanted to be upfront and honest. And I told my dad and I told him, you know, here's the research that I've done. I started to really, really approach that conversation with my dad as one where I wanted to remove ego and dogma from the conversation Mm -hmm. because things can get very emotional when you're coming from a place of I am right and you are wrong. Uh, You know, my dad has so much knowledge, so much wisdom. And with that being said, there's a lot of things that he's not aware of because they weren't taught to him in medical school. He wasn't made aware of them during his journey. And, you know, my dad was born in 1947. So he was like in his 20s and 30s when all of this movement with psychedelics was taking place. And when, you know, they were really classified as a schedule one drug, which is absolutely ridiculous. But so my dad had those different stigmas, you know, he, he hadn't researched them. He kind of just associated them with hippies that, you know, they can leave, uh, that you can have these bad trips, that they can leave different traumas on your brain and all of these things that aren't truths. They're just these stigmas that have been passed on to generations. So it's been pretty beautiful, to be honest, the last 18 months or so, my dad has really opened up to this as a healing tool. And he's very aware of all of the work I do. He's very, very supportive. And he's, he's dove into the science. Like a lot of times yeah. people want to see the studies. They want to see the research. Yeah. And of course, you know, this is a relatively recent phenomenon. But I mean, if you look back before these were uh, made illegal in the early 70s, there was a ton of positive research being done by some of the finest institutions, including Harvard. Mm -hmm. And now in the last decade, as some of that has continued, you know, my dad is completely aware of the powerful benefits. And, you know, I think we're both on the same page with like, you know, there's a place for Western medicine. Um, but in regards to preventing illness, in regards to actually addressing the root cause of illness, you know, it's not the best answer. And I think my dad is pretty aware of that now. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been pretty cool to kind of see my dad on this journey as well, since he retired, you know, open his mind and open his 
heart to these new possibilities. And, you know, when I show him, when he sees the testimonials and videos of my students, there's no denying it, right? I mean, he sees how they've gone from suicidal to successful. He sees how they've gotten off, you know, years and sometimes decades of these harmful medications and completely taken back their freedom. So at this point, there's no denying it. And, you know, I'm really grateful for both of my parents' support. Yeah, well, that's important. And like I always say, like, can't really blame the practitioner who's trained by the pharmaceutical industry. I'm like, they write their textbooks. So besides, you know, the anatomy of the body, which, you know, you don't have to be a doctor to learn the anatomy, but as they are trained and as they're trained by pharmaceutical companies, and we both agree that like pharmaceutical companies are never going to teach functional foundational healing. They it's a pill for every ill cut this body part out, do this, do that, you know, and, and so forth. And like you said, there's a place for Western medicine. Listen, I've had emergencies in my life where I'm grateful that I've been in a neurologist's hands and, you know, you break your face or your body, you need, you need to go to the hospital, but it's, it's the long-term care and the preventative care where I think holistic medicine rises. And, you know, the whole mushroom scene is, you know, it's exploding right now. It's like, you know, cannabis a couple years back, you know, when I got into it, it was exploding. And now it's like the mushroom time. And I think the mushrooms are going to go even farther and greater um, than, you know, just the, the cannabis industry. So, you know, you talked about discovering ayahuasca in on your first trip. And then what kind of led you into like diving into the mushroom space? Yeah. So as I, as I went through that path and Leslie, what you said is absolutely right. You know, so much of our healthcare, especially in America and other Western Westernized countries is, is really sick care and not healthcare. And that's unfortunate, you know, and I saw this again, I witnessed this firsthand with my dad, the average appointment time with his patients was eight to 10 minutes long. And I know that was actually painful for my dad because he's somebody who really likes to build and cultivate relationships with everyone that he works with. And he wasn't really put in position to do that. And I think that's very unfortunate. So that's something that always stayed near and dear to my heart whenever I work with my clients and students is like, I want them to feel like I'm not their doctor. I want them to feel like I'm their friend. You know, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm their coach. Yes, I'm helping them on this journey, but I also want them to feel that level of safety and trust. Um, In regards to my path with mushrooms, uh, like I said, a lot of it was inspired by watching my brother's suffering and also having two grandparents that at the end of their life suffered with Alzheimer's and they didn't even remember my name anymore. And that was pretty hard to witness. And maybe someone listening right now can resonate with that. And it just forced me to, again, dive deeper. I read this book called The Tao of Health, um, which Mm -hmm. I highly recommend. And in that book, I learned about the power of lion's mane mushrooms, right? Mm -hmm. And again, this is a functional mushroom. It's completely legal. um, And it's used in a lot of Asian cultures to prevent things like dementia and Alzheimer's. It's been found to increase Uh, neuroplasticity in the brain and really fuel uh, mental cognition and focus. Um, So that was something that I started implementing about four years ago, three and a half years ago. 
um, from the local farmer's market. I started, you know, using it personally in my coffee. I had my clients start putting it in their coffee. And I think across the board, we all noticed a little bit of a boost. So I then dove a little deeper and I started to learn about more mushrooms. And, you know, I learned about cordyceps, which are known as the Olympian mushroom because a lot of Olympic athletes use them. A lot of athletes use them. And the reason for that is because they've been found to increase your lungs ability to utilize oxygen effectively, um, which is basically your oxygen utilization. Uh, and when you take cordyceps, your endurance is improved. And it's been pretty cool because as I studied all these different mushrooms, you know, from chaga to reishi to shiitake, maitake, you know, I really started to understand how each one of these has unique properties and benefits um, that can be used in different circumstances. Now, what's really cool is after a lot of trial and error, uh, out of a lot of you know experience with my own journey and with my clients, when I was formulating my own microdosing formula, I was really, my intention was to create something that was going to be super beneficial for the brain and that people would also be able to take on a weekly basis, you know, a couple times a week, but meaning like it's not going to affect their ability to show up at work or be with their family or drive a car. I wanted people to not only be able to do those things, but be able to do them at a higher level. So in my specific formulation that I created, you know, it's, a small amount of psilocybin, and we can dive into this later, but it's a small amount of psilocybin mixed with lion's mane and cordyceps. Mm -hmm. Because again, we talked about those cognitive benefits. We talked about the benefits for your lungs and oxygen capacity. So when you combine those three, it's this incredible combination of focus, attention, and really almost a feeling that you're limitless and all of that being felt with no anxiety, with no, sometimes I know if you drink too much coffee or have too much caffeine, you get a little jittery, right? Your heart rate starts to skyrocket. So yeah. I didn't want that to be an experience of this medicine. So, you know, worked really tireless, tirelessly on creating a formula that I knew would be tremendously benefit beneficial for the high performing people that I work with. And I'm very grateful that, you know, in the two plus years that I've implemented it with my clients and students, you know, there's been literally not one negative repercussion or side effect or somebody saying, Hey, this made me feel really, uh, really bad or jittery or anything like that. Um, which I think is amazing. You know, it's, it's pretty powerful. Uh, what we've created and, you know, happy to, happy to talk more details. I know I went on kind of a rant. No, you're perfect. You're, so I was actually like, I was going to ask that a little bit later on, but you know, our James used to discuss using the other non like psilocybin, like non magical mushrooms um, with the psilocybin to protect the stomach. So cordyceps, for instance, to like give almost like a layering barrier for the stomach to not upset the stomach. I, I, I know about, you know, you, you talked about reishi and, you know, there's so many amazing mushrooms, but are you in line with 
the protection of cordyceps for the stomach and for the lining of the gut. Yeah, I mean, when you dive into when you dive deeper into some of these properties, I think most mushrooms, um, not most, but when you talk about like the ones that have been most studied, reishi, chaga, um, turkey tail, lion's mane, cordyceps, these do all have unique beneficial properties for the microbiome going on in the gut. Now, yeah. some more so than others, um, but it's really interesting. One of the things that, as you know, that a lot of people struggle with and fail to realize is that when we talk about like the brain and we talk about different things like anxiety, uh, depression, ADHD, I don't like to call these mental health disorders. I like to just call them brain health imbalances. Yeah. And as you know, 90% of the serotonin is produced in the gut as yeah. well as so many other things that we feel mentally are happening in our gut. And so much of that is impacted by the food that we eat. And what's really cool, Leslie, that's been like a positive side effect of a lot of my students microdosing is because their consciousness and self-awareness is being raised. They're now more aware of the foods that heal their gut, that fuel their gut. Mm -hmm. And the ones that really cause that inflammation. And yeah. it's pretty awesome to kind of watch that. And like I said, it all comes back to you being your own healer. And yeah. when you elevate that self-awareness and you're more aware of, hey, this thing makes me feel like shit, or this thing really makes me feel energized and light and focused and happy, and it boosts my mood, and it makes me feel like I'm thriving, like I'm the best sure. version of myself, that's yeah. really powerful. And, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't want my students or clients to need me for their whole life. If they want to work together for, you know, our entire lives, that's amazing. And I'm happy to do so. I've worked with some of my clients for over five years at this point, but I want them to have the tools to really take ownership of their lives. And that's what I'm all about. I want to empower them to be their, be their best selves in every single capacity possible. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I think, I think like, let, let's kind of get into like the history a little bit. Like we don't need like a, you know, a three hour conversation, but a little bit about the history behind, you know, medicinal mushrooms. Let's talk about, you know, undoing some of the stigmas and, you know, you're in the mushroom space. I'm in the cannabis space. You know, it's a lot of educating that, makes a difference when it comes to somebody understanding something that can potentially change their life or something they start to fear and be afraid of because of, again, neuroplasticity, the messages in the media. Um, but we know, we know, and like you said, there, there's scientific research and studies long before this really became a conversation. So if you could give us like a little bit of, you know, medical, like the, you know, medical mushrooms, um, or medicinal mushrooms and the bit of the history. And then let's talk about undoing the stigmas and, and really make the audience understand what microdosing means. Yeah. Amazing. So, I mean, in terms of the history of mushrooms, people can, I definitely, first of all, really encourage people to watch the movie 
Fantastic Fungi, if they haven't seen it on Netflix. Like, I think that movie and the book, How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, which came out in 2018, really helped change the conversation. Um, So those are two things that I would would definitely recommend people kind of dive deeper into. Um, But yeah, like I mentioned with Lion's Mane, this has been used for literally thousands of years in Eastern medicine culture to really help optimize and heal the brain. And it's no coincidence that the places that use these compounds religiously have much lower incidences of dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, In regards to some of the other mushrooms, like the medicinal mushrooms, again, these have been used, like reishi has been used by monks for also maybe thousands of years to help them really relax their nervous system at night and drop deeper into their meditations. So people can kind of research these things and go deeper if they'd like to. And then when it comes to removing the stigma, um, again, I, I, without diving super down a rabbit hole, Leslie, people should look into just the war on drugs in the early seventies. You know, this is when cocaine and heroin became very big in America and it was destroying a lot of lives. And then somehow, some way, um, things like LSD and mushrooms got thrown into the schedule one drug category. And if you look at the definition of schedule one drugs, these are things that are supposed to be right. Highly addictive, highly dangerous and None of those things are true when it comes to psychedelics, especially when we talk about psilocybin mushrooms. Um, And like I mentioned earlier too, there's a lot of research being done in the 60s about psilocybin specifically helping with addiction, smoking cessation. Um, And there was a ton of powerful research that was coming to the surface. But I think it's pretty consistent. If you look at what's happened in the, in the last two years, Leslie, the biggest thing that I think I learned from the pandemic is that, you know, the government, the mainstream media, um, these huge corporations, they don't have our interests in mind. And Never. one of the things that I've learned from my Instagram and my TikTok being shadow banned and disabled multiple times is that they don't want the citizens our citizens, they don't want the people to know how powerful they are. Because once they understand the fact of the matter that they are their own healers, they are the medicine, they don't need all of these prescription pills and drugs. They can actually take ownership of their lives by controlling their epigenetics, which we know, you know, is what is what creates 80 to 90% of our reality. Sure, genes play a small role, but it's your lifestyle decisions, your habits, your actions that really create your reality. And I think, you know, they feared that narrative. They saw people protesting and not wanting to go to uh, the war. They didn't want to go to Vietnam. They rather, you know, listen to music. They rather spread love. And that was scary for them to see. That was scary for them to see people actually go against their demands and their narratives. Um, And uh, when we talk about 
I know, I think the last question you asked, Leslie, is like specifically what is microdosing, right? Yeah, but hold on, wait, hold on. Before before we go there, I think I think you said a couple really important things. And I think one of the most important things, and I think the pandemic was our biggest test, was the control that they, the government, the firms, they want over us. They want to tell us what to do, where to go, what to take. And if you don't, you're going to lose your rights. And we know that mental illness became completely blew up during the pandemic for good reason, right? Take away social interaction, take away the things that are go out in nature, take away the gym, take away the things that help our mental health function and just listen and be, be, you know, get in line and just be a number. And like you said, pharmaceuticals have, has pharmaceuticals, they don't give a fuck about your health. They care. They need you in a spot where you're sick. Dead people doesn't make them money and healthy people doesn't make them any money. And even when they try to capitalize on the cannabis industry, they started to ruin the cannabis industry where it'll become, you go and you have your government as your dealer, which is just crazy. And at least here in Canada, it's all government controlled. You go in and you buy plants that are radiated They've removed all the terpenes. They've taken all the good stuff out. And then they want to give someone a negative experience and say, oh, it doesn't work. Or it made me sick because, again, it's within it's within their control. So before you go into um, microdosing, which I really want to really go into, um, let's just talk about a couple of the stigmas. Because people think if you take a microdose, you're going to be tripping out. Um there is, from what I understand, you're not supposed to microdose every day. You're supposed to go in everyone's schedule. And again, you can talk about this should be a little bit different. You go a couple of days on, a couple of days off. You cycle um, with it. And again, I'm asking, I'm not assuming. Um, those things, I think, are, are things I want, want you to touch on before we really start talking about um, the microdosing. And then sure. one other thing is that when you start to microdose or when you, like you said, when you had the ayahuasca ceremony, when we start to work with plant medicine, and again, ayahuasca is very different than a microdose of mushrooms, is a lot of that emotional stuff comes up when you start to, even when you microdose. So as somebody who's a coach, are you protecting your, your students and the clients to make them understand that, you know, some of this shit might come up and it's a good thing, but how to deal with it. So Let's, let's, let's talk about the stigmas and then let's go into the microdosing. Okay, perfect. So, so yeah, I mean, we can, I think, I think the two will coincide. So for those who may think or may be concerned about them tripping out on microdoses, let me clear that up real quick. So microdosing, the definition is taking a subperceptual amount of a psychedelic substance, right? Now, what does subperceptual mean? Subperceptual just means that you're not going to be having these crazy visuals or visions or anything that you'd imagine like a full-on acid or mushroom trip to be. It's typically one-tenth of what a normal hero's dose would be. So, you know, let's say someone typically would take three grams of mushrooms to go Hold on, on a tell them journey. what a hero dose is. So a hero's dose, I mean, it is it ranges for who the person is, but let's just say three grams, three grams and up is a hero's dose, meaning that you're going to have a full on journey, right? (laughs) So a a micro dose is one tenth of that, which would be 0.3 grams, 
which is 300 milligrams. So a microdose is anywhere from 100 milligrams to 500 milligrams. I personally use 250 in our formula. And really this is a tool to create new neural connections and expand our consciousness. And I just think of consciousness as our self-awareness. And again, like you mentioned, this is a practice. It is not a magic pill, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, I'll, and I'll share with you kind of like the specific protocol and practice that we follow in my microdosing mastermind. Um, it is, like you mentioned, we never take this two days in a row. Um, and the reason for that is it's not dangerous to do that, but I'm really big on training my students' minds and their bodies and nervous systems to never become dependent on any substance, mm -hmm. right? So we rotate between weeks. So one week we'll do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The next we'll do Tuesday, th Thursday, Saturday, and we'll kind of continue that pattern. Um, now, we are not just microdosing. Uh, we're not just microdosing and hoping that all of our shit disappears and that we heal ourselves magically, right? We're integrating all of the other things that I mentioned on the onset, you know, movement, um, nutrition, sleep, understanding your body's biology and circadian rhythm. These things that are so important if we really want to have the best human experience. Now, when it comes to kind of processing different feelings and emotions that might come up, um, this is the most important part. And that's why I'm very clear that I don't provide my microdoses for anyone who asks me. Hmm. I only provide my medicine for people who are students and clients of mine. Um, and I'm very strict with that because, you know, I would argue that most people who try microdosing don't even get positive results because they don't have any of the other things in place and they don't know how to integrate different things that may or may not come up for them. So, what we've cultivated in the mastermind is like, first of all, it's a beautiful tight knit community. I keep these uh, groups to a capacity of 20. And then I have myself and uh, other coaches that I brought on who are former students of mine to really provide like next level support for people. So, you know, everyone has a coach to talk to one on one. We have our weekly live calls as a group and, you know, we have our tight knit community where, you know, maybe some people from the onset, you know, week one, week two, they're still kind of in their shell. They don't feel comfortable sharing or, or, uh, expressing themselves in that way, but it's pretty impressive. You know, after four or five, six weeks together, like people really let down their walls and they see, oh my gosh, like this thing that I thought was so bad, or this thing that had caused me so much pain and suffering in the past, like I have a different perspective on it now. I'm actually somehow grateful for that because it made me realize this lesson. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for all of those obstacles that came in my way. So, you know, that's a huge part of this is I always encourage my students, my clients to like feel their feelings. And especially after many of them have been numbed the last few years through medications and just through the messages that they've received from society, that can be challenging. But we always remind them like, this is good. Like, this is amazing that you're experiencing this. And it means that you have a good relationship with the medicine. 
you know, yeah. embrace, embrace, embrace those different things that come up because ultimately the medicine is always trying to communicate with you and it might not give you what you want, but it's always going to give you what you need. A hundred percent. And do you know, um, if, if, um, so, so I have two questions. So the first question is like, how soon does someone generally tend to feel the effect of mushrooms? I mean, these are questions I get as somebody on the cannabis side. So I'm kind of just switching it over to you. So, you know, is it different for everybody? Do some people feel the benefits right away? Can it take weeks? Like what is the general consensus around that? Yeah, that's a great question. So it definitely varies. It definitely varies. Um, the cool thing is I can confidently say, you know, in the last two microdosing masterminds that I've had, and we're about to get underway with the third one here soon is that 40 out of the 40 students have had significant breakthroughs. Um, now that looks differently for everyone, right? It looks so different for everyone. So the most important thing is to really detach yourself from certain outcomes and expectations. This is something that I make very, very clear to everyone in my community. Um, the more you're able to let go and surrender, um, the more possibilities will come up, the more divine downloads you'll have. Now, I was one of my one of my students in this last mastermind who's actually in India, he had been on both anxiety meds and meds for depression and pretty high doses of both. He was taking them twice a day in the morning and at night. And he was on this vicious cycle, I think, for the last seven years. Oh. And within three weeks, within three weeks, Leslie, he had completely removed his morning dose in a way that was safe, in a way that felt intuitively right for him. And he started to feel the effects and many people do feel it literally the first week. Um, yeah. Now it might be more subtle. It might be more subtle. Maybe it's just like you're not getting triggered or upset or angry at things that might typically upset you. Right. right. Maybe it's, you're more tuned into nature and you're just more appreciative of these little things around you. Maybe it is a heightened self-awareness of what foods belong in your body and what foods don't. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's also some of my students who it takes three, four, five weeks to really consistently feel the benefits. Um, and in that process though, they're still learning and they're still growing in different ways. But understand that if you've taken these pretty heavy, harmful drugs for years, like many people have, right? Yeah. Especially when we're talking about your serotonin receptors and antidepressants. So it's going to take time to kind of repair and refresh those receptors in that mode of communication. So, um, I always tell my, I, I always tell everyone I work with, like, you didn't get to where you're at overnight. So 100%. don't expect to 
fix everything overnight. That's not what I'm about. Like, I'm not here to put band-aids over your bullet wounds. I'm, I'm here to help you really address the root cause. Um, so, so yeah, it really varies. Um, but I'm just grateful that, you know, everyone, everyone feels the medicine. Um, and, and the way that they feel it is different, right? Like it's different for everyone, but, um, yeah, that is, I guess, a long-winded answer at your question. No, it's great. And are there any contraindications with other medications that people have to be aware of? And just to like say, like, obviously, if people are coming off medications, make sure you're doing that. You know, especially when you're coming off antidepressants or anti-anxiety or benzos, you, there is a weaning process, and it has to be done. And you should do that under, I have to say it, under the care of a doctor, just to be careful, right? Um, it's not, doesn't mean you can't, it's just, it has, you have to come down and dose it like proper dosing to wean yourself off because unfortunately with those drugs, there's a lot of side effects and there's, there can be significant withdrawal, especially for people who have been on them for years and that can make them even more depressed when they come off and it can make them feel really shitty. So you got to make sure that you have all your tools and you're working with someone, work with Jeremy, work with somebody that knows what's going on and can have the open communication on both sides of holistic and Western medicine. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, that's, that's really important. Um, yeah, that's really important. You know, I'm fortunate enough to, at this point in my journey, having worked with a lot of people who are pretty dependent on antidepressants or some sort of, medication stimulant like Vyvanse, Adderall, Ritalin. I've learned pretty good processes for that weaning off process and introducing microdosing in the, in the, that process and that journey. Now, in terms of contraindications, the cool thing about microdosing is because we're dealing with such a small amount. And I want people to like, just take a step back and think about this. Like, and I know it's hard because we all have certain stigmas, but think about it. It's literally mushrooms. Like you've had mushrooms probably on pizza or salads or whatever it may be, right? It's literally nature. That's yeah. why I don't work with compounds such as LSD or, you know, other things like that for microdosing. Now, there's nothing wrong with those substances. But if I have the choice between something that's naturally occurring in nature, that's literally the foundation of our planet, then I'm always going to pick that thing and always make sure that thing is, you know, organic, sustainably sourced, nutrient dense. Um, so I want people to just think about that. Like, yes, it's, it has a chemical compound that's impacting your serotonin receptors, right? But like, think about the fact that it's literally coming from nature. It's yeah. not synthetically made in a lab. Like most of the food that you're probably putting into your body or like every single medication that big pharma produces, right? And that's one of the beautiful things. So in terms of contraindications, you know, someone who's been taking antidepressants for a long time, they might require a little bit more of a dose or it just might take longer for them to really see the consistent benefits and effects of microdosing. I personally... Leslie have never needed to up my personal dose. So I've right. been taking 250 milligrams 
the entire three years that I have been microdosing. And there's been weeks where I haven't microdosed at all. And there's right. been weeks where I microdose three times, right? Because I've built that intuitive practice with myself, which is what I want all of my students to build, you know, in due time. You know, we we have our very specific protocol in the couple months that we work together, but everyone operates differently. So, you know, I've had a couple, like a very small number of students who have had to take a little bit higher of a dose um, for them to really like get that feeling. Um, and that again is in large part because their serotonin receptors have been, I don't like to say like overstimulated or drained, but that's kind of what it is when you're pumping right. those SSRIs into your brain um, on a consistent basis. So that's really um, the only thing that I feel called to mention in that arena. Okay, cool. Um, it's funny because you're like, it's, it's, it's natural. It's nature. I mean, heroin and cocaine are too, right? <laughs> but like, those are different. But the, the thing is, is most plant medicine is natural medicine. Even like Tylenol is white willow bark. Like everything comes and is based off of plants. So um, I think that's, I mean, listen, I love mushrooms. I eat mushrooms all the time. I haven't really dipped my own personal toes into the microdosing, and I'm not saying that I'm against it at all by any means. It's something I think can help so many people. And I know that they're also doing, you know, microdosing with ketamine and um, LSD too for severe PTSD and depression and anxiety. And again, those all come down to one, working with people who know what they're doing, and two, using them in safe states and microdoses, which or nano doses, um, to get the the benefit without the the you know the high or the the hallucinogenics aspects of it so the next question that i kind of want to fall into is you know there's no right like cannabis there's no regulatory board as of right now for mushrooms right for uh, no i mean it depends what you mean by regulatory board but it like depends. there's no one regulate there's no regulatory board nobody's saying you know there's no checklist and that's being regulated legally by someone to say, this is safe, this isn't safe. So it's again, you know, that's the next thing I want to talk about is kind of like, you know, what is, you know, the importance of the growing conditions and the, you know, good ways and bad ways to grow it. And how can you decipher between the shit on the market? Because in every industry, you've got the guy making a quick buck who doesn't give a fuck about the client. And then you have people like yourself where it's a passion and there's quality on the market. So can you just talk about that a bit? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, I, I first want to address the idea that cocaine comes from nature um, because that's partially true. But so so actually, when I was in Peru, like one of the things that a lot of locals and indigenous people do is they chew on coca leaves. Yeah, right? they chew on coca leaves. Now, you don't get high like the feeling of snorting a line in a bathroom, I'm sure. But um <laughs> But, I've never done it. I don't know. <laughs> but but um, but the way that cocaine is produced is is different chemicals. I mean, cocaine hydrochloride, and these these things are are mixed with a lot of synthetic chemicals, right? Sure. Um, so like coca leaves can actually be beneficial, right? There's actually it, it, it I guess in 
in in like the old Coca-Cola, there technically was cocaine in it because it was like like coca plant. Um yeah. And like real cane sugar. And I think Elon Musk actually recently tweeted that, that he was like, yeah. <laughs> like going to buy Coca-Cola and put the cocaine back in it. So I don't know. But um, but yeah, I think that's important to, to recognize. And then in regards to like quality. So I think one of the most common things you'll see in very simple way to know if like a mushroom supplement is high quality or not. And I'm talking functional mushrooms now, like the things we talked about, lion's mane, cordyceps, chaga, yeah. um, is whether it comes from mycelium or whether it's coming from the fruiting body. Right. Uh, and the fruiting body, if you just think simply, is the cap in the stem of the mushroom. Okay. And this is where you get what's called beta-glucans. And yeah. beta-glucans are what really increase your white blood cell count and boost your immune system like no like no other thing does honestly yeah it's um, amazing for cancer uh, uh beta glucan exactly exactly and people can kind of research paul stamets you know turkey tail and how his mom was able to cure herself of i think stage four cancer um taking turkey tail twice a day but anyways i don't like making claims like that you know these stories are out there that you can check out for yourself um but you always want the fruiting body as opposed to mycelium. Mycelium is typically grown on brown rice substrate and has very little nutritional value. Um, but with that being said, it makes sense, right? Because it's much more abundant. It's much cheaper to produce at scale. So 90% of the mushrooms that you'll see on Amazon or Whole Foods or wherever else are fucking garbage. Like they're literally just a marketing ploy to make you think that you're getting the benefits of mushrooms without actually getting the benefits of mushrooms. Mm -hmm. So with my, with my, you know, micro dosing formula, everything we use is fruiting bodies. Everything is uh, grown in a very natural, organic, sustainable way. And I think that's one of the reasons people really have great experiences with the medicine is because it truly is super high quality. Um, and there's other companies out there that also are doing it right. Um, so it's not like everyone's just putting out shitty mushrooms. Mm -hmm. uh, but but if you can just differentiate between fruiting bodies and mycelium, that's a very good start. Okay. And is it is it specifically like, um, from what I understand, the roots are very important as well? Um. I mean, the roots in regards to what exactly? Like, like the roots of the, the mushrooms. Like I think there's significant, I, I believe that there's been a lot of talk about the actual roots of the mushrooms growing have a lot of uh, uh, benefits. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, I would say in regards to that, you know, mycelium, first of all, is like kind of the roots. It's everything yeah. underneath that you can't see. Right. And then, you know, again, like it, it brings up a conversation with like soil, you know, so much of the food, especially in America is produced in soil that's being sprayed with different uh, pesticides and herb herbicides like Roundup and things that sure. um, are highly, highly toxic and poisonous for the human body to consume. So again, 
just something you want to keep in mind. Um, like a lot of mushrooms are coming from forests and things like that, that are pretty natural. But again, like you said, there's always people trying to capitalize and make money. And, and sometimes that means that the quality is going to suffer. Oftentimes it means that unfortunately. So yeah, it's just another area where you kind of want to be conscious of and do your homework. Yeah. Like anything. Right. And, and again, this is something that I wouldn't just buy something off the shelf. Like I would encourage people to, you know, look into working with you, getting into your mastermind, really diving in. Um, I haven't taken the mastermind yet, but it's something that I think is super interesting. Um, so I think that's important. It's just like, you, you just don't do things blindly. You know, like I, I talk a lot about parasite cleansing and they're like, well, what do I buy? I'm like, well, I, I'm not just going to tell you what to buy. Like you can't just do what you want when it comes to a parasite or buy something on the shelf that says parasite cleansing. Cause you can make yourself really sick. So there's always a good, a bad and the right way to do things. So I think that's really important. Now, a couple more questions. Is there a better time to take a microdose? Like in the morning? Is it an afternoon? Is it with food away from food? Like what are some of those guidelines? Yeah. Great question. So, so in regards to, Microdosing and the most optimal time for sure for the protocol that we use in the mastermind. Um, and again, like I mentioned, we are using lion's mane and cordyceps, which are generally like higher energy mushrooms. Um, so we take these as part of our morning routine, right? right? And we do so in a pretty much fasted state, um, not completely fasted. Uh, but for the most part, a fasted state, because I want people to really feel the medicine. Um, if you're going to take something like reishi mushrooms, again, that's more of an evening nighttime, uh, mushroom. That's going to help relax your nervous system and support deep sleep. Um, and I'm actually in the process of formulating a really incredible, uh, microdose for sleeping in addition to creating one for gut health. Um, and I've been using them actually, but like I'm very uh, mindful of the way that I um, introduce these things to more people. Like mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I share them with the people closest to me, that they get good benefits. And once I just get like really positive feedback, um, on that formulation, I'll usually start sharing it with my clients and students. But, but um, yeah, in regards to our specific blend, it's definitely more of a morning time thing that people are going to feel for anywhere from four to six hours, they'll feel like this boost. Um, but what's cool is a lot of times my students tell me like, you know, I actually felt the medicine the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's also cool because a lot of times that's when that integration comes in. It's like, oh, this thing came up and now a day later, I really have time to process it in a more meaningful way. And I think that's really special when you're able to dive deeper into these things and cultivate that relationship with the medicine. Um, so, so yeah, that's what I would say in regards to timing. It's, it's one of those things, Leslie, that is it's not only is it cool because it's a great morning practice, right? To your morning routine. Uh, 
but but I always tell my students too, like one of the worst things you can do when you're microdosing is consume alcohol. Yeah. And a lot of people use alcohol as a numbing agent, right? So that means at least three days a week, I know these people aren't going to drink. Now, right. would they drink without me knowing? Sure. But I know everyone who enrolls in my mastermind, like takes this shit seriously yeah. and they're going to, and they're really going to abide by the protocols that I share with them because they want to see the benefits and alcohol. Um, alcohol is definitely going to have a negative interaction with the medicine. They're completely different vibrations. Um, and again, I'm not one to say never to drink, but you should definitely never drink on the influence of mushrooms. That's my strong opinion. Okay. And I have another question. What's, what exactly is like the pathway of the digestion of the mushroom? Is it, does that cross the blood brain barrier? It like, what are the, the pathways? Is it going through the liver? Like what is the dispersion? Like how, how is it in the body? Like how is it interacting? Yeah. Great question. So, I mean, pretty much all of these, well, especially the mushrooms that, that I've, talked about a lot today, you know, psilocybin and lion's mane, those are definitely, uh, those are definitely crossing the blood brain barrier. And that's a reason that you're feeling them, uh, cognitively speaking. Um, cordyceps is one that is more, I'm, and I'm not 1000% sure on this just to be fully transparent, but that's one that I also think is impacting your gut your gut a little bit more because again, it's interacting with, with your lungs and your ability to really intake oxygen more effectively. Um, so, and, and increasing blood flow, which I think is really powerful. Um, that's, that's the one thing I didn't mention actually about the formulas. We recently added a little beetroot powder to it because mm -hmm. as you know, beetroot powder is one of like the most powerful liver power yeah, powerful things we can take to really increase our levels of nitric oxide, which is going to increase blood flow in the body and the mm -hmm. brain. So um, big fan, big fan of, of those things. Um, but yeah, that's a really good question that you, that you asked. I appreciate you. I know so that you're, I, I know that you're, you're, you're a badass, um, a badass. I, I feel like it's weird saying like badass bitch. Like okay. I know, I know, and you know that that my intentions are. But like in a, in the era that we live in, like like someone can just clip fifteen seconds. Jeremy called this woman a bitch. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! Like first of all, that's how she introduced herself. Like, but you know what it stands for? Like when I use it, like yeah, I can be a total bitch, but like be in total control of him or herself or your health. Wow. Okay. Be in total control. control. Him or herself or your health, whatever, whichever H you like better. Oh, I love that. Be <laughs> in total control of your health. Yeah. I'm going to start just calling people bitch now, like randomly <laughs> and, just, and just get a reaction from them and be like, no, what are you talking about? Like, I just want you to be in total control of your health. Yeah. That's all. Exactly. That's what it means. So, so you could totally call me that. No, I'm just interesting because I think I remember asking someone actually on Clubhouse. They were having like a mushroom room. And I was just like, you know, what is the delivery 
mechanism of it and like nobody really knew and i still to this day like i haven't really dove into it so i was curious you know does it go through the you know the liver is it you know digested like how like just what is like that delivery method because i think it's really i like to understand that stuff um obviously we know it works with the brain and you know so it has to cross the blood brain barrier in order to like actually land in the cells and to be able to do its work so i think that's really cool um okay last question before we talk a little bit about your course and and wrapping up here um have you worked with both cbd and mushrooms together for a true ultimate homostasis um i that's a that's a really interesting question actually um so uh so what i would say to that is i personally don't smoke cannabis um, I used to be a huge stoner when I was younger, like ages 17 to 21. Um, but I am very aware that both cannabis and, uh, CBD have tremendous abilities to help accelerate healing in certain areas. Um, one of my friends shout out Brendan, who's the founder of a company called Santa Cruz medicinals. Um, they have incredibly high quality CBD. Um, and I've actually been, so he has these CBD deep sleep capsules that are infused with turmeric, which is amazing for me because any opportunity I have to like reduce inflammation in my body, um, and, and, and support my deep sleep, you know, I think is, I think is great to take advantage of that. And I've actually recently started pairing CBD, um, those capsules I mentioned with my microdosing protocol. And the way that I do that is basically, let's say, I microdose on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, right? I'll take the CBD uh, deep sleep capsules Tuesday and Thursday evenings. Um, like I said, I'm very, very big on never becoming too dependent on a substance. There's times where I found myself being too dependent on coffee and like needing it for like a little a little kick in the ass or just the whole ritual of it being attached to that ritual and struggling to maybe, uh, let go of that. So I'll do intentional fasts from coffee for a week just to remind my nervous system in my brain, like, listen, you don't need this substance to function at a high level. Sure. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. But I think again, like, I'm just as big on like the neuroscience part of these things where it's like reminding ourselves, okay, this thing is highly beneficial. I see the benefits when I take the CBD, I definitely see benefits in my ability to really get that deep sleep. Like not only does it help me fall asleep, it helps me stay asleep, mm -hmm. um, which is huge. And with that being said, I don't want to need to take this pill to fall asleep every night, right? Because then we're back at the same place we started. Sure, it's a much healthier thing to be dependent on, but I wanna really train and coach my students and clients not to be dependent on anything. Right, so just so you know, so I, I you know, CBD is my passion and, you know, I created something really powerful about five years ago. Mine too does, mine also has uh, curcumin in it and a bunch of other drivers and the terpenes. 
So CBD works a little bit differently. So it's not something that the body becomes dependent on, right? Because it actually works with the endocannabinoid system, which is one of the largest systems um, throughout the body. It's in every single, it's everywhere. It's the immune system, it's the digestive system, it's the neurofunctioning, it's everywhere. Okay. So a microdose, like my product is a microdose. I don't personally love capsules because again, losing the medicinal benefits to go through the digestive system where it could be passing through the oral capillaries where you hold it in your mouth and the oil just disperses and it gets into the bloodstream. And it's a different, it's a totally different mechanism, but that works to bring the body into homostasis and a daily dose of that. A mic- my, again, mine's a microdose, three, four drops, six drops max for a daily use. Um, there are some mushroom companies that have looked at starting to pair them actually together um, for, for some really amazing benefits as well. So it'd be cool. I'd love for you to try my CB. I can get you a bottle. Um, but it's, again, it's one of those things that, it is a daily, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but it is a daily practice of using it. It's not when you're in an anxiety attack or when you're, you're, you're not, right. leave, but exactly. when someone's having a period to use it, then it's to use it daily to bring that homostasis to the body. That doesn't mean when you stop taking it, you're going to freak out and like go crazy that you're like fiending for it. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's not the THC. It's a little bit different. But it's really interesting. It's it's super super interesting. So, and my, you're the expert. Yeah, and honestly, you're more not way more knowledgeable than I am about CBD. And like the same the same thing with CBD and and mushrooms. Like, it's not that these compounds have any addictive properties to them. Right. right? I want to make that clear. For me, it's more of the mindset of the people that I work with. Right. right. Like, and and don't get me wrong. There's going to be times where it's like okay you know, this person definitely needs this thing, right? Like, for instance, there's a lot of positive research coming about about psilocybin, about microdosing with potentially helping cure epilepsies and seizures, yeah. right? Again, these are things that I don't want to make medical claims of. You guys can do the research yourself and see what the literature says. But that's something where it's like, you know, epilepsy and seizure, anyone who knows anyone who has struggled or suffered with that, like that's not shit to fuck around with. So in that case, if it's something that's going to help that, you know, stay away, um, then using it every day by all means is definitely a possibility and it might be a necessity, right? I'm just saying in like a broad sense, I really want my students to like have the independence not to be dependent on one substance. Sure. Okay, so here's here's my last question before we wrap. Coffee. So for me, I am anti-coffee, okay? I think coffee burns out the adrenals. It puts the body in acidic state. It's an intrinsic factor. A lot of people are dependent on coffee to go to the bathroom. They don't fix the root cause. Um, it's super dehydrating. Uh, but yet so many companies in the mushroom space pair it with coffee. Is that because coffee culture is an easy way to market and sell? Do mushrooms enhance the coffee? Or again, is it just to be part of coffee culture? Um, Coffee is one of those things that is like, probably, I feel bad for people who are just trying to like, who don't do health and wellness for their career. And they're like, so confused because 
you know, whether it's a certain diet or a certain food, you can literally find people that say coffee is a superfood, right? Yeah. And then you have people that say talk coffee is super toxic and it's and it's and it's harmful. I'm in the I'm in I'm my stance on coffee is is pretty firm. Um I think it, and it's kind of similar to my stance on red meat, right? I think coffee is absolutely a superfood if you're getting it from the highest quality source. If it's fair trade, if it's organic, if it isn't cultivated with a bunch of mold and toxins, right? It's super rich in antioxidants. I mean, it's actually the number one source of antioxidants for Americans, which just kind of goes to show also how shitty most people's diet is that coffee is your number one source. Um, but, but I think coffee actually has a lot of benefits, but 95% of the coffee that we consume in America, you know, is not good for you. Um, especially when people just put a bunch of sugar, fake sugar creamer in it. So, so for me, like I drink a brand called purity coffee. Um, everything that they do as a company is like very sustainable, even the way they package it in these nitrogen sealed bags. So I would say it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that people need to kind of figure out for themselves. I know people who have half a cup of coffee and it fucks up their stomach. They're shitting their brains out. They're feeling all jittery. If that happens to you, you probably shouldn't drink coffee. You should find (laughs) an alternative, right? But for, for me personally, Leslie, like I actually do really well with coffee, especially like, like I said, high quality coffee. When I travel to like Colombia or Europe and they have like these delicious different uh coffee beans right um I love enjoying that and I also you know there is a synchronicity with coffee and mushrooms um I think a lot of these companies like Four Sigmatic for instance probably think um their thought process is like you know what Everyone's drinking coffee in the morning anyways. Why don't we yeah. infuse something healthy in yeah. it? Right? Yeah. It's like the lower barriers to entry. So it kind of yeah. makes sense. And it yeah. and it it absorbs the mushrooms pretty well. So you can't taste them that much. Um yeah. so so that's what I would have to say about uh about coffee. I've heard some sketchy things about that company in terms of quality and heavy metals and stuff. So people should Definitely ask to see certificates of analysis with that company. I could be wrong. I'm just hearsays what I've kind of heard. Just and and I know they were one of the first kind of to pop into the scene, but it's going to continue to. Are you talking about Fortmatic? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to yeah. say I'm actually friends with the founder of Purity Coffee, Andrew Salisbury, and I know. No, no. I don't like, know anything about that. Those guys. I'm talking about Four Sigmatic. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Um, I know the founder Taro is like a super smart, like pretty good dude. Um, but again, like when a lot of these companies scale and they get to a certain size, like their quality, their quality, doesn't maintain the same high standards. So that's why I'm not out here providing micro doses for everyone who asked me. Um, I'm really big on just quality, even if that means, which it usually does mean, you know, um, me not optimizing financially fully, yeah, but yeah. I rather I rather actually do things with integrity because I have a long term vision. You know, I'm not here to 
you know, be great for a day, a, a week, yeah. a month, a year. I'm here. I'm here to, you know, really be a frontier in the space for decades. Well, make sure you maintain that integrity and that intention when you move forward. It's something that is so important and it's what will set your product apart in the end. And I've done it. I could buy CBD for $3 and sell it for whatever I want. And it's not the route we took, but it's also why people have the experience that they have with our products because that intention is so important in the integrity. And once you lose that, because somebody comes to you with money, you're fucked. So maintain that. It's super already. It's happened already. There you go. So keep that. So, okay. So last let's close up. So basically couple points of what does your course offer people and where we're going to find you. We're going to put all your links in the show notes anyways, but what, what is this, you know, it's your passion, it's your purpose. What does the course offer people? Yes. So I'm so glad you called it a course um, because I'm very, very adamant um, when I talk to people about this and my students know this is that it's not a course. It's not a program. And, and Leslie, I know you didn't know this, but I'm actually, when you, when you told me before we started speaking, uh, for this interview, I was like, and you mentioned the course, I was like, I'm not even going to tell her now. I'm going to wait till we're actually live. So, you know, anyone listening right now has probably been bombarded by Facebook, Instagram ads for different programs, different courses, you know, and most of those programs and courses, not that there's anything wrong with that, but most of those just involve you putting in your credit card, paying a couple hundred bucks, um, maybe more, and you get access to content, maybe a Facebook group, whatever. That's a course or program, right? But I don't sell courses or programs. What I do is I sell experiences. So this, this is a microdosing mastermind experience where my students have daily access to me. We have our weekly live calls. Like I'm highly, highly engaged every single step of the process. Um, and you know, during these six weeks, we focus on new topics each week. So for instance, week one is all about vision. Like, where are you at now? Where do you want to go moving forward? Like, why are you here? right? Because the more clarity you're able to cultivate on what you actually want to gain from this experience, the more likely you are to actually make that a reality. And then week two, we just dive right in. I mean, that's when we start with the medicine. It's also when we start with our morning routine, talking about morning sunlight, proper hydration, uh, moving your body, which I provide everyone with a customized movement program. That is a program, I guess. Um, So And then week three is a deep dive into nutrition. Week four, all about sleep, et cetera, et cetera. But each week, I'm also having my students do different exercises that require them to think critically and reflect on their experience. And we talked earlier about the importance of integration, right? That is so, so important when we talk about any personal development type situation, but especially when we're integrating something like psilocybin, even though it is a microdose, like a lot of shit's going to come up and that's fucking beautiful because that's what enables my students to break through these different limiting beliefs and barriers that have been holding them back. Um, it's what's enabled them to really, uh, again, like just have these powerful, powerful transformations in a short period of time. Like I have to say, I'm pretty 
if there's one surprise from like the 40 students that have gone through the mastermind, it's like, like, wow, like the progress after six weeks, like you, you start to see on our live calls when I see their faces, like you start to see the energy shift a little bit around like week two, week three. And then it's just beautiful to see that. And I think when you have a sacred container where everyone feels safe, everyone feels supported, um, it just accelerates that process. And then, you know, I'm very big on celebrating, like let's celebrate the small progress, the small wins that you have, because that's going to actually inspire and motivate you to continue going and continue on this path. Um, so like I said, it's, it's been really beautiful to just kind of see people, um, become more connected to themselves. You know, one of the most common things I see, like when they leave video testimonials is like, like, I'm just smiling more now, you know, and, and I, and I have more zest for life. I experience more joy and that's super impactful because like I tell everyone who I work with, like, it's not just you that this work is for, you know, there's people counting on you, whether it's your husband, your wife, your children, your parents, your community, you know, there's people counting on you to be the best version of yourself. And you can't really give to others in a powerful way if you're not giving to yourself first. So, um, you know, Leslie, the next mastermind, which I said, as I mentioned, uh, as I mentioned, um, our official first call is June 1st. So we will include the link for that in the show notes. Um, people want to take action. And then, you know, if you have specific questions from this, like DM me on Instagram at coach Jeremy three Oh five, let me know that you listen, tag Leslie and I, you know, and let us know what your favorite part of this episode was, because honestly, there's a lot of knowledge out there in the world. There's a lot of information out there in the world, but knowledge is not power. You know, knowledge is potential power. It requires you to actually do something with it. You know, it requires you to actually take action and implement and integrate these things into your life. So um, I would love to just connect with people on Instagram. Guys, definitely hit the show notes. Um, if you want to really, like like Leslie said, like be in total control of your health, right? If you want to really take that next step and you want to have me as your coach and mentor along the way, it would be an absolute honor to support you on this path. I love it. We will put your Instagram, we'll put all of your where to find yous, um, and we'll make sure people know about it. And um, as soon as the episode airs live, you guys, I, I agree, tag, post, let us know that you listen to this. I think it's really important. I think it's a very important subject that's just there's a lot of confusion around it. I think there's not a lot of information that people are, have access to and Jeremy's offering that to you. And I think it's, I think it's a tool that should be in all of our toolkits. Um, and you know, I'm, I was working with mushrooms for a bit and we were trying to bring something into our line as well. And, you know, I never wanted to try the microdose. I was just like, I don't need it. I don't want it. But I think there's a place for, all types of plant medicine. And definitely in this conversation, I'm more encouraged to try that and, and to put that into my routine because it can't harm me. And I think that's a clear message that you provided today. So I'm grateful for that. 
I'm grateful that you said yes and that you came on here. And I can't wait to push this information out to people. So um, I hand back the mic to you for a final word or something that you just want people to know, like something that's super valuable um, when it comes to wellness. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Leslie, and, and allowing me to make a contribution to your to your community. Hopefully people got value from this conversation. And actually something that you said just now is really valuable. Like I think a lot of the conversation with mushrooms and psychedelics is like around healing, you know, uh, helping get off meds, helping heal your anxiety, your depression, your PTSD. But listen, you know, for me, like, sure. I, I struggle at times with those things, anxiety, depression, different things like that, feeling down. It's not a huge part of my human experience at this point, but you know, a lot of the people I work with, especially one-on-one -on -one, are actually people who, who are performing at a super high level already. And I think they just want to see what else is possible, you know? Um, and whether it's being more present with their loved ones, whether it's having more energy and focus throughout the day, like this, I firmly believe microdosing will not only be the most prescribed, the most utilized, the most used medicine to treat these different brain health imbalances like anxiety and depression, you know, a decade from now. But I also think it's going to be the number one performance enhancing substance used too. Because I can tell you my workouts, my fitness, all of that stuff has gone to the next level. You know, I can't mention names, but I, I work with three Olympic athletes who all implement microdosing um, and they all rave about it, how it's helped with literally every aspect of their training and performance. So I don't want people listening, just like thinking like, oh, you know, I'm, I don't suffer with anxiety. I'm not, you know, taking a bunch of medications. Like this isn't for me. Like if you're trying to become the best version of yourself, I promise you this shit can help. Um, and, and yeah, I just want to leave people with that and let people know that um, it's okay to ask for help. I think, I, I think a lot of times, especially, you know, I think it's something men and women both struggle with, you know, but it's like, Oftentimes we think we're burdening people when we ask for help or we express something that we're struggling or suffering with. Like, I promise you there's people in your life that want to help you, that, that want to support you, but you have to be able to be vulnerable enough to ask for that help. And um, I believe that once you realize that you're not alone, you're never alone, that already solves so much of the pain that many people experience is is this feeling that we're alone in our struggles. And I promise you there's people that want to help you. So let this be the, that sign to maybe call that old friend or call that parent or call that sibling and just, you know, exchange energy, have a conversation. And I promise you'll feel so much better after. Uh, I love that. So true. So guys, that is a wrap on Holistic Bitches Unfiltered with Jeremy Abramson, who I've called the fun guy, mushroom guy. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you come back for our next episode. Don't know what it is, but I promise it's good shit. So hope you had a good laugh, learned something new, had a what the fuck moment, and we'll see you soon. Bye guys.
Thank you for tuning in to the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered podcast. I hope you got what you came for and you're eager to return for future episodes. My one ask is that you hit the subscribe button and if you could be so kind to leave a raving review. Sending you so much love, light, healing, and inspiration to be a better you. Peace out, friends.